Welcome back to the LED Project Podcast. This is Kyle Krieger of Lighthouse Educator Development, and I'm coming to you solo for this episode. I've decided that once a week I am going to, hopefully for your benefit, but as much for my own benefit, just get on here and and verbally jot down some of my thoughts and debrief on the things that have been going on because I feel like it is um, a good opportunity for me to reflect on my teaching practice and the things that are going on and been happening with me. So it's going to be a little shorter episode than our normal 25 to 30 minutes or upwards of what we normally do, but it's something I want to hold myself to that I'm I'm getting out and I'm putting myself out there and speaking and, and, and getting my thoughts out there. So I think that's really important. And the thing I've been <clears throat> thinking a lot about over the, the 10 weeks that I've now been teaching, which it seems insane to think that I've been teaching back in Wisconsin for 10 weeks now, been all the way through a middle school football season, and now we're going to start uh, boys basketball tomorrow. So my schedule will get crazy again. But um, the thing that has been the most rewarding has been the relationships and it really makes me think and I know Law and I have talked a ton about this before and it's something we talk about a lot as to why teachers abilities to um, create and maintain relationships are not scrutinized as heavily as their teaching practice in terms of how teachers are evaluated and and it comes back to why it's not a more prevalent part of teacher preparation programs because some of the best relationships I have, again, at in New Richmond are not with students that I have in the classroom. And I think that's such a limiting um, thing if we are not really giving more weight or well, it's not the right word. If we're not, if we're not giving the relationship piece the full credit that it deserves, and credit for the impact that it can have. And and case in point is Thursday night. Um, this is Sunday. Thursday night, I went to the basketball game with my seventh grade boys football players, and. They were so excited to see me that, you know, when their game was done, they came and they sat down right next to me and they all wanted to hug me and they all wanted to stand by me and they all wanted to talk to me. And, you know, that's, yes, it's a part of the coaching or the the teaching scheme of being a teacher in that relationship, but it was more than that because in that relationship, there's not the weight of having to teach all this content and all this curriculum and, and... I really believe that that content and curriculum and the amount of it really puts a tremendous strain on the relationships between the teacher and the student. And so much to the point where it, it really hinders how much that relationship can develop. You know, I only have in my main class, I have 20 kids. And then I see another... 45 kids, but I, uh, you know, I partner teach one class that's just a freshman edge, which is study skills, which I like, and then I'm a supervisor in a study hall, but I really just look at the relationship piece and and wonder, you know, at what point we're going to realize that 
it's the most important thing. It's not some sidebar thing. It's not something that, you know, we can do after we've taken care of all of the curriculum. I don't believe you should be able to teach curriculum to a kid if you haven't built a relationship with them. Because I don't think you can actually teach a kid to really learn and grasp and grow and educate them if you don't have a relationship. You can teach them in the traditional sense of giving them information and making them regurgitate facts and bringing these things back to you. Um, but to really foster that learning, we can't, we can't teach kids anymore. We have to influence them. That's the world that we live in. They are surrounded by information and media every minute of the day. And they no longer are hungry for information. They have unlimited information at their fingertips. And we still pretend like we are the purveyors of all this knowledge and we hold the key to their future and we hold the key to all the good things in life and we don't. The content knowledge of science or social studies or math or reading and writing is not necessarily a prerequisite to success anymore. Do I think you should have good skills of reading and writing? Absolutely. To be successful, do you for 99.999% of the jobs need that? Yes. But we don't need this base information, this set that we've determined is the key things that allow you to go and be successful. Yes. Are they the key things that let you get into college? Sure. Is it good to learn these things? Yes. I just don't believe that it's a requirement or the you know, cost of entry to being able to get a good job in the future. And it's hard at times for me because I want to work with kids and build that relationship, but there's only limited time when we're subject to the content requirements that we are. And I'm not saying that we should forgo those content requirements or that we should only just work on them with the soft skills, but gosh, if you took three weeks, a month, five weeks, six weeks, at the start of a school year and you really just did nothing but build the relationship, I, I think you could get so much more done throughout the year because of what the relationship means. You know, talking about, oh, you know, get your procedures and get your discipline and get all that stuff in order in the first week of school. No, that's not, that's not a relationship. And relationships matter. Because even in small town Wisconsin, I got kids that are going through terrible things that all they really want is someone to, you know, see them and hear them and to have that relationship. And you'd be amazed how many kids even up here don't have stable parent homes and are going through a lot of things. And we try to tell them that, you know, this education thing, it's their vehicle, it's their way out, but they just... They can't see past that hole, that need for a really good relationship in their life, someone that can hold them accountable and influence them in the right way. 
and I know Law has talked about this on the podcast prior too, is that, you know, why why isn't there an ethics board for teachers? And why isn't there a requirement for teachers to be able to demonstrate that they can build relationships? Why aren't relationships scrutinized and monitored and coached the way we coach curriculum and the way we coach um, teaching skills and the way we coach testing skills and the way we do all these other things? Why is the most important thing that we have as teachers left to chance? Why is it the bottom of the barrel when we know it's the number one thing I'm not going to back that up with data because I don't have it in front of me, but when we ask that question of tell us about your favorite teacher, it's never, ever about a lesson. It's always about the relationship. Every person we've ever asked that question to. And I think that's really what I'm striving for this year is to really just be diligent in building those relationships and understanding how to be in that spot because my kids want to test me. They want to push my buttons and they want to escalate conversations. And so far in 10 weeks, I've not let them. I haven't let them escalate a conversation to where I'm the one who gets upset and I'm the one who is yelling and I'm doing those things because I don't want to be that person. And that's not to say that I can't hold them accountable, but I don't have to be angry. I don't have to get upset. I don't have to talk down to them. And I'm really proud of that. And I've grown a lot over the last year. You know, Law said it as well, that I grew more in my year outside of the classroom than I did in the years that I was in it. You know, and it's really starting to show in that the work I've done and the work we're doing and the things we believe in, the things we preach, they matter and they work. And I'm proud of, of the way things have gone and I'm proud of, you know, who i become and what I'm doing here. But it does still show me that there's a huge need out there for people to understand that the relationship piece is the most important. And I just really... I struggle at times, if I'm being honest, I struggle at times to worry about curriculum and teaching and grading and when I know, you know, my kids are going through tough times at home and every single kid I have in my main class is working a job and a lot of them are working either before school at 4 or 5 in the morning or till 10 o'clock at night and getting to school at 7, so it's really hard um, at times to really tell them, you know, science is the most important thing. But hopefully through the relationship, and I feel like it's starting to happen, I can influence them. And I can be a part of it. And and I did a first quarter uh, survey with them, you know, last week to kind of get a feel for what was going on. And they all said that they wanted me to be more vocal. They wanted to get to know me better. They wanted to hear what I had to say more. Because I had tried to, since I was the new person in the program, to just defer at times to my teaching partner but it was really nice to have them say you know we want to hear what you have to say we want you to participate we want you to be a part of it so that on the same token because I've talked all about students but 
the great relationships we have with our students as teachers, that's the most rewarding part. And we don't give ourselves that. We rob ourselves as teachers of that because we're subject to so much content and curriculum and I don't have an answer. And I'm not saying that we've got it all figured out and we have this bulletproof, you know, this this silver bullet program that's going to change everything, but what I am saying is that we know it needs to change for the sake of the teachers and for the sake of the students. You can't separate those two. What's good for the students has got to be good for the teachers. And what's good for the teachers has got to be good for the students. And I think that's where I'm at on it right now. I mean, otherwise, life has been great. A lot of adjustments, uh, went through some hard times, but I have incredible friends and family who have got me through it and who have taken such good care of me that I'm so thankful and the people I work with here in New Richmond are amazing. But I guess what I'll end with for this episode is... um, Relationships are the most important thing because good teacher-student relationships are good for both the teacher and the student. So we appreciate you listening in to the LED Project, and we'll be back with you soon.